Okay. Finally, ho! Whoa. <laughs> was that an aggressive way to start a podcast? I thought it was, it was just a really unexpected way to start it was a really, podcast. He thought it was very inviting. Ned Flanders is a sweet guy. I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch enough of The Simpsons. No, he's actually sweet. I think he's like it. holding a lot in. Did you know that there's like a metal band of all people who dress like him? What? Yeah. Oh, wait, IRL? Yeah. Or, oh, I was like, like, is that in The Simpsons? Because oh, <laughs> no that would make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it makes less sense in real life, but it's a thing. I always liked that the forms that you would fill out at like the library or the bookstore in Mount Vernon were filled out by Ned Flanders as like an example. Oh, of, were like, they? this is how you fill out oh, a thing to you check something. I don't know. It was a, a college. <laughs> And I was like, oh, of course, you Ned college. You was a college. And you changed a lot. <laughs> and you're no longer accredited. Uh, very poor credit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Wesley. And this is Viewing Party. We watched a movie that I don't want to talk about. It was not. It was so bad. I mean, I've seen worse. Yeah, The Skateboard Kid. It's my <laughs> personal, personal favorite terrible movie. <laughs> Have I not mentioned this on I this podcast? I don't think so. The skate- you should. That'll take up a good amount of time. Lord, the skateboard. <laughs> when people are like, "What's the worst movie you've ever seen?" and everyone's like, "The Room," and I'm like, "Skateboard Kid." <laughs> it was this terrible. I think it might have been like a Disney movie, but it was like a C mm. Disney movie. Oh. It wasn't even Disney Channel that I remember. I don't know. We found it. On, I'm going to Google it while you talk. Yeah, we we found it on like VHS at the local blockbuster or family video growing up and my parents were like we'll rent this it's rated g or whatever no it was about a kid who had a talking skateboard 1993 fantasy comedy it was so there's nothing fantastical (laughs) about this it was a talking skateboard and it wasn't funny (laughs) well it was fantasy but it wasn't fantastic well correct oh my gosh it was so bad like we watched it and i like, I don't remember the plot. We watched the trailer again not too long ago, just to be like, what on earth was that movie? Because somebody else found it. Who made... I want to see... It was so out. bad. It was the worst. Someone rated a pleasant surprise. They were wrong. A pleasant surprise? <laughs> yeah, it was surprisingly <laughs> miserable. And we were children, you know? Like, you'd think a kid would be okay with talking skateboards and stuff, but, yeah. like, No. I preferred the episode of McGee and Me where they had a skateboard off with a bully. Oh no. That was a far more interesting skateboard experience. I, I tell. liked watching the X Games for a minute. One time I went to like a convention and I was like 11 and yeah. my friend and I wandered around and we like convinced the other kids there that I was a pro skateboarder. <laughs> nice. I'm like, why have I never heard of you? And I was like, because I have a stage name, obviously. Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, obviously I wouldn't go by my real name. Like, that wouldn't make any amount of sense. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was fun and exciting. Oh, that, this. that's why we did that. My friend and I were way too cool to go to, like, the oh. little kids portion of this convention. Like, yeah. our parents were, it was like, uh, the, like, Nazarene World Convention. Yeah. And uh, we were way too cool to hang out with the younger kids, which we, like, technically should have been a part of. So we went and hung out with the older kids, and then they were like, 
yeah, you guys are too young. You have to go to the younger area. So then we just spent our time, like, pooping on the younger kids. <laughs> Dom DeLuise and, like, lying to them. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> oh, Lord. I can't. Guess what? There's a sequel. Yeah, I know. The skateboard kid, too. We can't do it. I don't know who funded that nonsense. I don't know, but it says that you also might like talking cat, exclamation, question, exclamation. There's also talking pony, magic puppy. No. Those are names of movies? (laughs) Yeah, these These are are names of movies? These are things you might like if you like this movie. They all look terrible. Yeah, no, they're all really bad. They all look real bad. Yeah, the skateboard kid was... I don't remember the plot. I don't eat. I like. I couldn't even remember the trailer. I think he and the skateboard had to go like defeat a bad guy or something stupid, or maybe they had to like win a race prize stunt thing. Wait, is this based off of one of the Goosebumps books? Oh, what? Probably because I listen Ew. to a podcast where every once in a while they'll do like goofy things from their childhood. Yeah, like, it's a book podcast. It's called Overdue. You should definitely listen to it. Oh it's awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're from Kenyon, which is the school like next to where I went to college. So <laughs> I pretend like adjacent. Like yes, you had like them. two colleges in that town, and like one was the Christian one and one was not. Yeah. Yes. And lots of other lots of cool people went to the not Christian one. Yeah, so, but you yeah. all had that same little town square. Yeah, but that roundabout though. <laughs> that was my so first anyway, experience with roundabouts. Like, these two guys that do that podcast will talk about like every once in a while they'll do choose your own adventure books. Yeah, which is wonderful. But they also did like choose your own adventure, like the version from Goosebumps. Oh, and I think one of them is about a magical skateboard. Probably, that's probably what this was. They probably sat down. <laughs> With their Dungeons and Dragons dice, and we're like, let's see what happens when we choose our own adventure by... Uh, I don't even... I'm just fascinated because I'm like, it was how many? It was really bad. I don't know that that one had a talking so, skateboard, but still. Hands down, worst movie. Yeah. I I enjoyed The Room much more than I enjoyed <laughs> The Skateboard Kid. I also, to be fair, watched... I think I watched The Room with Rift Tracks commentary. <laughs> Is The Room the one that the new movie with, um, who's the guy who's in all of, like, Seth Rogen's movies with him and his younger brother? James Franco! Dave. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that new movie? Yeah! Wait, is that a real thing? Yes. They're really doing so there's really it? I thought a, it was no, there's, fake. There's really a movie coming out with James Franco. No. Oh, it's about if the room. The where actor who played yes. the character in yes, the yes, room. Yes, yes, yes. James Franco is playing Tommy Wiseau. Right. Which is awful. <laughs> For, yes, yes. That is, okay. You've never seen The Room? No, I have not. It's really, like, it's as terrible as yeah. everyone says it is. Like, it's actually that it. bad. We, I mean, the internet grabbed a hold of it. And has been just like choke holding this movie, <laughs> and like because I've heard tenderly that, like, James Franco petting its is, face is for accurately years. depicting the craziness that is probably the character. Well, Tommy Wiseau apparently like wrote and produced right. and directed and starred in a terrible movie, <laughs> and he but he stands like to this day. Tommy in interviews stands by that he was very proud of his work, right? And. At first, you're like, what's wrong with you? And then I'm like, you know, I made a horror trilogy at 13, and I stand by that piece of art. <laughs> that was the best we could do with what we had at the time. And yeah. as long, if he's coming from it from a perspective of, like, with what I had going on 
and the talent that I had, which was quite low, like, proud of that. Like, he did, in fact, make a movie, and uh, everyone knows about it. Yeah, I mean, true. In that way, it's successful. And he's making a certain amount of money off of it, I I suppose. I mean, James Franco's playing him in a movie, so you can't be doing too bad, I guess. Well, (laughs) well, hold on. Okay, so it's like, it's, like, James Franco was just put, like, second to Seth Rogen in your mind. So I feel like maybe you're doing really poorly if James Franco is playing you in a movie. Uh, Maybe you're not doing so hot. Like, Spring Breakers. That guy wasn't doing so hot. So James Franco played him. He did a wonderful job playing a terrible person. I don't think it was a real person, but of course it's... Wasn't that I sure hope not. True events? Probably. Wasn't yeah. that the one with the three girls that would, like, go steal stuff from Hollywood parties? No, that was, uh... Which one was that? Was that was Emma that? Watson, and it was called, like, something... No, no, no. But it's... sim. I mean, it's a similar okay. idea. No, that was an... Emma Watson was in that one, and it was called, uh, the, uh, something ring. <laughs> bling ring, ring. The bling ring. It came out around the same time, so that's yeah. not too far off. No, Spring Breakers was... Uh, a harrowing tale of three <laughs> girls who went on spring break and then decided to hang out with this, like, weird, like, gangster person and, uh, like, stayed, I don't know, I, I don't know, and then they, like, became his hench, I, it was, I guess we don't even was, go down the trail It was of terrifying James Franco and, uh, neon. There it was, was it was like a neon horror movie. Like <laughs> I was so frightened watching it, and Weird. I watched it alone. It was bad. Yeah. I didn't. The movie was good, I guess. I but I felt so uncomfortable the whole oh, time. Yeah. I was really freaking out. Um. So yeah. So that's uh. I'm not really park and wrecking that necessarily, <laughs> but there we are. Uh. So yeah. So those are my recommendations for worst movies to watch. Mm. Uh. I don't yeah. Think if I have any worst movies. I don't know if they're worst as much as, like, I like them because they're cheesy. That's a different kind of bad. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking about, like, like, ugh, like don't do it. Don't, don't watch that movie. How did it get greenlit? <laughs> Who paid for this? <laughs> like, someone is probably sitting around real mad they threw money at it or any amount yeah. of energy. Like, those are the movies that I'm like, no, don't, no. <laughs> Please, Skateboard Kid 2. <laughs> second one baffles me. I don't uh, understand. I don't understand how that happened, but uh, here we are. Who knows? It happened. Who um, knows? Yeah. So, yeah. So, today, uh, do we have any, do we want to park and wreck officially? Um, I don't really have much to park and wreck. I've I just been binging anything. BoJack Horseman, so that's all I've got going. Yeah, I didn't watch anything this week, surprisingly. No, wait, did I? I watched Lady Gaga's documentary. Did I talk about, about that last that. time? Yeah. Yeah, watched it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hannah watched it, and I, like, came in, and it was excellent. Yeah. It's real good. I didn't really watch anything this week at all. I didn't either. Which is okay. Like, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I watched uh, some videos on Facebook. Yeah. I watched, you know, like, compilations of people falling and uh, twerking <laughs> and, uh... Twerking uh, and then falling. And some, like, cool stuff you can do with a glue gun. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Those are the videos I watched this Sounds week. Sounds cool. <laughs> so that's our park and rec, everybody. This is uh, not going to be my favorite episode. It, this Maybe so we'll go on some tangents. No. I'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So uh, this week we entered back into the Tatum Yeah. We this, did find a movie where he's in it for more than four minutes. Yes. So that was an upgrade from he's, last time. He's in it for maybe 44. Maybe. 
He was a secondary character. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. He was, you know, one of the... How neither he nor Joseph Gordon-Levitt were the main character in this movie? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't... It was 2007 when this movie came out, or 2008. Like, they were pretty well It was MTV, though. But who... Okay, so what's the name of the main guy, though? Ryan Philippe is the actor. Oh, Ryan Philippe! Wait. Who, like, I know that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Lochte, that's (laughs) who... And I got him mixed up with what's the Phillips? Is the yeah. other guy? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, Michael didn't... Phelps is like... in Lockheed. <laughs> Isn't he an Olympian? How is he nope. in here doing a Texan accent? Uh, so we watched Stop Loss. Yeah. Which is a movie that I had never heard of before. I Thanks, Wesley. There. It, it's on the IMDb Channing Tatum list. So yeah, that's what we're. That's how we're that's doing. What we're this. doing. Okay, so we're doing this. Um, we're, we got a... So we watched that movie, and it was a real bummer. It was just a real bummer. So yeah, it... You found out what the definition of stop-loss is, though. So yeah, was, so stop-lossing is basically when the government forces soldiers to stay longer than their enlistment. So basically yeah. what was happening during... Because this movie is set during the Iraq War in the 2000s is that young men enlisted, went to Iraq, served their time, came back, thought they were being released, and then the president was like, nope, sorry, like, we're still fighting this, you have to come back. And a (laughs) lot of them got real mad about it and tried to take matters in their own hands, which is what happened in this movie. Mm -hmm. And um, some people tried to, like, sue the government, or you would just have to re-enlist um, he tried to, like, go AWOL and get out of it somehow by appealing to someone higher than his, um, superiors at the base, and that really didn't work. No, it didn't I think this out. entire thing happens over, like, a month or less. I feel like... Like, while they're on leave well, in their hometown. Well, other than... They seemed to be on leave for, like, It was, like, a, a week. couple weeks. I think it was, like, a week. Less. Because... Um, because they, like, they get there, they have the parade and Mm -hmm. the purple heart pinning, and then they all get drunk, like, that night, Mm -hmm. basically, and then, it it seems like there's, like, a, like, there's a weekend that they're there, Yeah. because by the time, when, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets into a fight with that guy at the bar, Mm because he's drunk and angry, Mm -hmm. or, no, not at the bar, but at, like, the, like, there's, like, a big... Everyone was at the hoedown, yeah, like the, the, town, the town. It was the yeah, town bar. It was a big like town function that was happening, and um, he was talking about like I gotta go back tomorrow and do this, mm-hmm. and so it seemed like tomorrow was the day that, or yeah, I think it was just a weekend, and then he got stop lost, and then oh yeah, took off for just a few days, Monday, and then and came then, back because at the end of the movie. Channing Tatum's character was like, these last few days. Yeah. So I think it was only over the course like of like a week. week. Not including all all of the like backstory. There was that... so much back. I think the first half hour of this movie was literally them on tour in Iraq to show you like the camaraderie of all the guys in the unit. They needed to introduce to sh- you to all of the guys in the unit. They needed to show you the, yeah, the camaraderie and to start making you feel things, but they really needed to show the incident that caused mm-hmm. um, Brandon King's character. Brandon King is also someone I went to high school with, which is funny <laughs> it's weird. to say that. So Brandon King's... Um, is the character that yeah. Ryan Fleet played, so... Yes, he's yeah. the main dude. 
to show also the incident that caused him to a get his purple heart Mm -hmm. so everyone sees him as a hero and b like have several men in his unit killed Mm -hmm. under his like responsibility yeah and to see the thing like yeah experiences he had to have it would cause him to have flashbacks and breakdowns later yes so we spent a lot of time setting all that up and then once that was set up we got to a place where we were like, I don't know where this plot's going. Yeah. And then suddenly we were like, oh, he doesn't want to get back into, he doesn't want to enlist again. He's not interested in going back, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so he's going to go fight it. And then suddenly it turns into like a weird fugitive road trip movie. Mm-hmm. That's re- a very dull road trip overall. with just like people getting beat up and having flashbacks and being yeah. angry. And then... Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, he's back at the hometown with all the other dudes, and they're like, Brandon, you gotta come home, like, you're on the run now, like, you're AWOL, you gotta mm-hmm. get back here, like, stuff's going down, you yeah. need to come back. He's like, no, I gotta handle this, I gotta go to DC. I gotta find a senator, I gotta do all these things. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole time Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character keeps getting drunk, he gets a DUI, he gets... He kind uh, of starts going off the rails a little... His wife files a uh, what's the thing? Order. Yeah, like the thing where you gotta be away from people, where they're like, please, they're like, swipe or no swiping, like it's that, but it's legal and it's on a piece of paper. Yeah. So like all that's going on, and he just keeps getting drunk and can't handle himself, and then eventually, and Channing Tatum's character is right. trying like to mediate, is trying to step into the leadership role. Right. He's got all having all his own issues though. Yeah. His fiance has gone off with his best friend to try and help him and he's mad about that and before that he started having flashbacks yeah he, like, got so drunk he thought he was still at war and like he was digging freaked out and like accidentally hurt his fiance yeah and yeah dug a ditch in the yard and thought he was like hiding from snipers and yeah all of that yeah you know not that this compares oh no <laughs> not at all <laughs> i this is the only thing that I have to go on. I have never fully understood how people have these sorts of, like, really vivid, like, dreams mm-hmm. and these kind of, like, night, like, walking terrors Terror, that yeah. happen. But then I'm like, no, I have night terrors about doing hair the wrong way. Yeah. Like. If you have terrors I'm about like, something like I that. I'm like, if I can, like, lose sleep and hallucinate and talk to people in that are in my room in yeah. the middle of my dreams about hair because I'm stressed out. Yeah. And I was like, I got it. I totally understand how people yeah, who've like, been I at war imagine. who are yeah. being paid to murder. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, well, well, like, PTSD yeah. is like a super serious, like, it's legit. like, awful, heartbreaking thing. Super legit. I think this movie was trying to, like, yeah. we read a description that was like, there's some really good acting and like, but it tries to cover too much ground, which I think is pretty true. They're trying to explore, like, what happens to people when they go to war, and, like, what happens when you come back from being at war, and all the things you have to deal with, having seen all that you saw when you were at war. Yes, and the consequences of just, like, trying to pull somebody back into it. Yeah. And so, like, there's this one point where they're talking about, um be like knowing what the other person's thinking and Brandon's character's like you know that box where you put all the like bad things in your brain that you, you can't deal with. want to deal with like mine is full and overflowing 
But yeah. it's probably a really, like, I obviously have never been to war, but I would imagine <laughs> that that's pretty accurate of how people feel. Yeah. About, like, I've got to try and repress and, like, yeah. compartmentalize all this stuff. I and have to put to this a somewhere. Point, like, you just can't anymore. And right. that's where he finds himself. Because you don't want to... You don't want to give it to the people that you love and care about and, like, make them carry around the weight of the yeah. horror that you've witnessed, yeah. and yet you can't keep it to yourself forever, Yeah. so you put it in a box yeah. and, like... Put it back in the corner of your mind and try to ignore it. <laughs> Turn it off like a light switch. Just go click. <laughs> it's a nifty little Mormon trick. <laughs> they do no. it all the time. Uh, that's a real song uh, from the I Book of Mormon. It. This podcast is now brought to you by the Book of Mormon. We're gonna have a song dance break by Katie. <laughs> oh, we just did. Never mind. It's all over. <laughs> Back to the podcast, everybody. Viewing party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope, but I imagine that that's yeah, just like the worst, the worst, the worst. Yeah, they they did. They worked really hard to cover a lot of ground, and uh, it was a lot to try and cover. Yeah, and it was, fr- okay, so also, this was produced by MTV, so it was, like, never going to be that good. <laughs> like, it just, it didn't have a really good shot of I'm sure there being are amazing. good MTV movies, aren't there? It was Legally Blonde MTV? I don't think so. Uh, let me, hold on, MTV. I feel like there have been productions. I will say, Some. hold on. I will say I want you to I want you to know this the the tagline for this movie on the oh, poster no. the bravest place to stand is by each other's side that sums up this movie from the director of Boys Don't Cry this movie was directed by a woman though which I think is interesting MTV Films is the motion picture production and arms of the American cable television channel MTV founded in 1996 it has produced Films based on MTV programs such as Beavis and Butthead Do America Great. and Jackass the Movie. Those are the two you lead with? Yeah, those <laughs> are the leading ones as well as other adaptations. Okay, Napoleon Dynamite, yes. Was that MTV? Yeah. Freedom Writers, I Save think the so. Last Dance. Or maybe that was like a VH1. Eon Flux. We're just going to, this is the new Google On podcast. August 21st, my birthday, 2006, Nickelodeon movies and MTV films became full labels of the Paramount Motion Pictures mm. group. It has currently 40 films with four direct-to-video titles. No, is there a, so um, is there a list of stuff they've done? Yeah. Joe's Apartment, nope. Varsity Blues. Oh, Election, okay. The Wood. Save the Last Dance. Zoolander. That sounds more like it. Um, Martin Lawrence yeah. Live. Yeah, Jack. They've done some music stuff, so you've got The Fighting Temptations. Yeah. Coach Carter, The Longest Yard, Hustle and Flow, Murder Ball. That sounds great. Uh, Blades of Glory. How She Move. The new Footloose. Well, that's... Oh, they did the new Footloose? Yeah. Ew. The Foot Fist Way. What no. on earth is that about? Maybe don't. It only made $245,000. <laughs> Uh, Justin Bieber, never say, never, Footloose was so bad. Oh, they did the Hansel and Gretel and the other Jackass and, you know, direct-to-video, Jackass 2.5, Jackass 3.5, Jackass Presents Bad Grandpa, 0.5. What? Uh, In case you want to know the entire Wikipedia article about this, we've Uh, just got it to you. It's pretty, uh, yeah, they won four Academy Awards. How did they Well, Election was a decent movie. 
I never saw it. I don't know. I don't know anything about it's that. It's from the 90s and has, um, who's in it? Reese Witherspoon and... I don't know. Don't look at me. Guys, I have it. It's on DVD. Probably Matthew McConaughey. Nope. Matthew Broderick. <laughs> oh! Ooh! Oh! I love Matthew Broderick. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Hello, fat butt. Hi, Mr. Tallulah. That's my guest. Tallulah, are you joining the podcast? Yes, you are. Can you tell we don't want to talk about stop loss? <laughs> I don't. I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say. Channing Tatum was handsome and, like, he was barely holding it together. Yeah. He had I a mean, fiance that There was lost. one sign where, like, scene where it's just, like, his face with tear. Yeah. Which I was <laughs> very I was impressed like, by. I was like, ooh, he got tears, though. <laughs> Like, that man can cry. Yeah, he was, I think, the only man who cried the whole time. And he didn't full-on cry. He was just silent tears. Yeah. Like, because he was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> he lost his fiance, and I cheered about it. Oh. Well, that scene, though. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her character. I, She yeah. stood up for herself, which is great. She was the smartest character. She was like, listen, I'm doing this thing. You need to calm down, fiance. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, I re-enlisted. And she was like, get out. She was like, no, I'm not waiting around on you again. Yeah. Like, I she's, did it for five years. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> she was like, no, no, no. You, she was just like, he's married to the military. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm i not doing that. That's not what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. So that was uh, that was a really good scene. I was glad that they didn't um, paint these characters as, like, backwoods Texan people. Yes. You know? Like, they did all have strong Texan accents, but they weren't, like stereotypical in any way, which was yeah. nice. I did make the comment that um, the uh, um, shoot, oh, that Ryan Felipe was, like, too pretty to have that accent, to have that, like, <laughs> awful Where's he from originally? Uh, he's from a dream. Newcastle, <laughs> Delaware. Yeah, that's, he looks a lot more East Coast. Here's, here's something interesting. He was in Return to Sender, which I watched, uh, which is pretty crazy. And he's, like, the UPS delivery guy. Okay. Which, don't worry about it. It's a That movie's pretty crazy. But, like, I don't think he is. Okay, do you know about Return to Center? Did you ever watch no. it? So I watched it. The It's this, it's this movie about, um, it's Rosamund Pike. She, I think she just moved back home or something, or, like, got, like, her... She has a house, basically. Okay. She owns a home. And uh, someone uh, is, like, helping her paint the house. Some, someone arrives at her house and then rapes her. And then she, like, over time, like, befriends this person. Okay. And, like, hires him to, like... Weird. Like, it was a... She was like, I don't... It. She, she was like, I don't want to, like, hate you. I want to figure out how to forgive this person. Okay. So he, like, was hired to, like, help fix stuff and all the, you know, like, help, like, fix yeah, the, yeah. the door and the handyman door. Style. Yeah, it'd be, yeah. like, handyman-style stuff. Um, and then, but slowly you find out all of that was to just, like, seduce him so that she could, like, murder him. Oh. <laughs> so that she could torture him. Okay. So that he would trust her 
and, like, so that he would think that she was falling for him instead, and then she could, like, torture him. Wow. It was so good. Okay. It was really, really good. It was, uh, I mean, it's revenge porn. It's yeah. Just, it's the category yeah. that that would fall under, and suspense thriller. This is the shittiest cat. <laughs> and you do mean that. There is literally hair all over I, you. Like, that was not. I forget. I love her so much, and then I forget. But he was in it as the UPS delivery guy, which was the strangest way that I remembered him. Weird. I was like, I have seen Ryan Felipe in something else very briefly, and he was just there to be pretty, and that is exactly what it was. And at first, I thought maybe he was, like, the rapist, and then I was like, no, he's not. But the other guy was sort of equally as, as pretty, I guess. I don't know. He had dark hair. Because rapists have dark hair. Sure. <laughs> That's what Hollywood taught me. Oh, it is no. a lie. Well, not always. It's it, it <laughs> anyway. Does, we're not going to like profile rapists <laughs> on this podcast. No. Tulula, how do you feel? Well, you're a cat, so she's content. She's fixed. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a cat that isn't fixed? Yes. It's painful to watch. <laughs> Every month they're like, oh, God. And I'm like, I feel your pain, girl. They're like, I know. She's like, I just need someone to get me pregnant. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. I'm like, I'm with you. You're really, you know, because they just like lay around and like, ah. Like, man, be quiet. Or like, I'm going to go find a stray. Like, this is really upsetting. No. No, they would like sit at the window. They would just like sit at the window and cry at the stray cats in the neighborhood. I was like, this is the worst. This is so bad. My cat was suddenly like the red light district in Grove City. And I was like, what's happening to my cat? Oh, no. Yeah, so that cat's not no longer with us. Neither of those cats that I briefly and crudely referenced. <laughs> There's my cat's sexuality. <laughs> this is a weird tangent we got on. I, I don't want to talk about this movie! Uh, uh, it's a Ryan Felipe, isn't that thing? Billy Slaughter, I guess, is a thing? I don't know. No! It's going to be a weird episode. It's I fine. I can't. There is an actor whose name is Billy Slaughter. Oh, no. That sounds like how a guy in a people, western. How many people has he murdered? It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like uh I don't want to talk about what that sounds like, but it sounds pretty terrible. But yeah. Um I really liked Return to Sender. So He's also on Drunk History. That's good. So <laughs> Robot Chicken. This guy has a pretty bummer. <laughs> I that's the weird thing is I know his name. Yeah. Like I am a I've seen his face enough times to yeah. like have picked up on weird. that he is a person. He was I couldn't the, pick him out of a lineup if I had to. No. He's just, like, generic, handsome dude. He looks a lot like the Fifty Shades of Grey dude. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. There was one, and then he was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and then they hired What's-His-Face, who John Oliver described Jamie as... Jamie Dornan? Yeah. John Oliver described him as uh, uh, charismatic as a bag of wilted iceberg lettuce. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hashtag not my Christian. <laughs> which is great. Which is super great. Um, yeah, that's who this guy looks like. So I was like, is he the Fifty Shades of Grey guy? No. He has a cute little button nose. <laughs> so he couldn't be that guy. He couldn't be Christian Grey. He had to be a stop loss dude. This movie was just like, there's not a lot to talk about. You did make the you you did make the interesting comment though pretty early on of like are we supposed to like anybody yeah. in this movie? I'm not sure we were supposed to. I 
think they wanted us to. I think we were supposed to be empathetic towards them, but they kept doing stupid things while drunk to ruin their lives. Yeah. Which made me not necessarily like them. Yeah, I was like, I don't really feel for you now. Like, if this was something that you had done sober, we might have a chat about, like, choices and consequences and responsibility, but, like, no, you're drunk, and so... Like, you made the choice to get drunk, and here we all are, like... They, like, legit, like... Okay, so, when they get there for our leave, and their... Timothy Oliphant is the... Their, like, leader, randomly. What? Um, (laughs) yeah. He was the sergeant leader. Wait, that's his name? Yeah. You'll recognize him when you see him. Yeah, no, he's in, uh... Wasn't he on Justified, or... Yeah, Justified, that's why I recognize him. Yeah, he's on all kinds of random things like that. He also... Okay, so this is the other thing. There are so many actors in this movie who look like other people. Like, they're, like, the <laughs> yeah. off-brand of someone else. Like, he, to me, looks like, um, uh, uh, like, uh, Tommy something. Not Tommy Lee Jones, but somebody else with three names. I have uh, no idea. Who's, hold on, I'm gonna find him. Uh, the, he was in, he was in Fargo, the TV show. Hold on, you can edit this. Okay. He looks like Billy Bob Thornton. To me. Oh. I can Like, they see look that. similar. Sometimes if they do their hair just right, I'm sure if you put them next to each other, I would be yeah. like, oh, they I might, tend to confuse they look like brothers. with the guy from... Guy from NCIS and someone else that he reminds me of that I'm always like, which guy is this? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, he was unjustified. That's how I recognized him. Yeah. Did you know that Ewan McGregor is in the new season of... No, Fargo. But I don't watch Fargo. So. It's very good. Okay. The end. Okay. Um. So yeah, when they get to when they get to town for the parade, when they have their leave. Yeah. They're the like the, squ- the squad leader. It's probably not the right military term. Taylor Swift. <laughs> the squad leader <laughs> runs down a list of like things you will not do as a representative of the U.S. government. Yes. And it's like don't drink and drive. Don't pick up anyone underage. Yes. And don't beat your wife, your kid, or your dog. And I was like, aren't those just things you shouldn't do in like, general as a human just being? A normal... Like, yeah, I guess on their let loose weekend, they're like, like Boy, that's what you have to tell people? Like, yeah, apparently. And so what did they do? So they got a DUI. They went drinking. They beat their wife. And, there was no dog. Uh, there, no, there, oh, thank God. That... <laughs> I would have been fearful for any animal in this situation. I'm sure there was a raccoon. Well, there was that one uh, snake. There was a snake. So they shot a snake in the head. But it was, you know, poisonous. It was a giant snake. Venomous. It was a really big snake. Venomous. Let's talk more about that snake. We don't really have to. The snake was the star of this movie. (laughs) Um, It was in it for eight seconds. It was huge. It was dead by the time we saw it. We didn't even know it was there. Did you see it get shot, or was it just... No, he, like, shoots at something, and the other guy's like, Oh, look, you shot the snake. And you shot like, yeah. this giant it snake. It almost bit you. No one saw Weirdo. Because he was so good at shooting. He's... Yeah. Shooting Tatum is such a good sniper. He didn't shoot, shoot it, though. Brandon did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Because... Channing Tatum's character woke up and was like, I'm gonna shoot the tags off of all these wedding gifts we're shooting right now. And then Brandon was like, I'm gonna shoot this snake and protect everybody. Why was he shooting the wedding gifts? Because he wanted to show you what a good shot he was, and they were all Tommy's wedding gifts. 
Who's Tommy? Tommy's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. When did he get married? Before the movie started. So that was a flashback? No. no. Okay. So, oh my god. I This movie was so full so of like flashbacks. Got, but yes. the problem about the flashbacks is everybody looks the same as they, they do. do right now. So Literally, you don't know what's back. in the last scene of the movie, I thought it was a flashback, flashback. for the first five minutes. We were like, yeah, this is, is a flashback this, of the it, day that everyone left for the military. But I was like, but wait, Tommy's not here, so it has to be modern times. And then we saw like a scar on someone's face and we're like, we're like oh, oh wait. It is modern. This is right now. Modern times. As opposed to five like, years ago yeah, when they left. It's, yeah, as opposed to like 2002. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie. Where were we going before? The flashback problem. Did you need me to explain Tommy's Yeah, I don't understand. Okay, so Tommy. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. Yeah. So when they're there on leave and they're at the, the bar, when he... Uh, some guy comes up and asks his girl to dance. Yeah, and, and then... she and he says, "Like my wife said no," and she like shows her wedding ring. Like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't want to dance with you. Sorry, like my husband's yeah. back from war. So he gets in a fist fight with that dude. Goes drinking. Yeah, gets drunk. Brandon goes to Steve slash Channing Tatum. Why did they name him Steve? Steve. <laughs> Go to Steve's house because he's freaking out. Thinks he's so drunk, he thinks he's still at war and dug a hole in the front yard. Yeah, Channing Tatum and did all this. Um, his fiance is worried and concerned that he has a gun. Um, so while he's there watching to make sure Channing's not shooting anybody, right? Tommy shows up and like runs his car into a pole because he's been drinking and driving. Oh. And he said, and so in his back seat is full of wedding gifts. And Brandon asks him, isn't it about time you guys opened all the wedding gifts? And he's like, oh, what's her name? Kicked me out. I forget his fiance. His, his wife's wife Gina, kicked me out. Gloria, whatever. I don't know. Gloria Estefan. No. <laughs> I don't know. She's so, a great lady. She coming out of the dark. Is that right? I have no idea. I've okay, never great. heard that song before. What? Oh, well, clearly <laughs> we're going to listen to that on the podcast. We fill some time. So, <laughs> yeah. So he had this car full of wedding gifts they'd never opened when she kicked him out. So they took them to the ranch oh. and used them for shooting practice. I thought that these wedding gifts were like Channing Tatum's oh. wedding gifts because maybe they, they were, were like going to get married oh, no. and so they were getting like early wedding gifts or something because all I all he kept saying is we're getting married we're getting married we're getting married I was like great I thought they planned it set the date had everything handled they were no. gonna get married real real soon so these were wedding gifts and they were he was like hella pissed off that he messed up that night when he hit oh. his when he hit his fiance and so now he was shooting his wedding presents. Yeah. And then I was very confused as to why he was so mad that she was off with the best friend. It was the whole okay, got it. I missed something there clearly. Yeah, so I was in summary, I was very confused by what the <laughs> wedding presents were about or whose they were and why people were upset about what was in the did they get a, a KitchenAid? Like no what did they, they got, get? Like, toaster ovens. With oh. a note that says, like, hope you have a bun in the oven soon, because... Mur, mur, mur. Because, because family really loves it when you get pregnant. <laughs> like, why do people... 
Let's talk about that. Okay. That's something we could talk about. Why? Why? Five seconds after you're married, people want to know when you're having babies. Yeah, as if we're, like, short on population <laughs> in the world and we really need to be, like, filling seats. <laughs> and so it's like, why are you so obsessed with know. someone having a baby so fast where it's like, I started dating someone and they're like, do I hear wedding bells? And I'm like, no, Uncle Dan. <laughs> That's the ringing in your ears. <laughs> like, no, you do not. I would announce it to you. Yeah. And I don't know him well enough yet and all those things. Yeah. Anytime a relationship occurs, like, everyone wants to meet the human being. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, makes sense because, of course, you do because you care. And then I sit around like, I didn't ask for all your feedback. <laughs> um, I don't need to introduce you to my parents. My dad did have a really kind of acute talk after I broke up, after the last relationship ended, and he was like, is there a reason that I didn't meet him? And I was like, you didn't need to. There was no reason for you to meet him. Like, we yeah. weren't at a point where it was father introduction day. Yeah. And it would have been at my birthday party anyways, but you weird. were at for, like, ten minutes, Dad. So I was like, no, it, like, there would have, like, there was nothing. Yeah. And I was like, no, there just wasn't a place for that in yeah. that relationship. It's fine. The reason you didn't meet is because I didn't want you to because it wasn't necessary right. for me to, like, choose in or out of that relationship. <laughs> yeah. I was like, thanks for caring, but you could care at a distance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've fortunately never been to a place where people have been like, when are you getting pregnant? They're like, boy, I hope that never happens. Is usually that sounded really like worse than it actually is. I know what you mean. Like I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah, we're like people people, like so. Are you ready for that next life stage? Because we sure are ready for you to move on. I'm really ready for you to be engaged. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, me too, fam. Uh, I oh, don't understand. Um, yeah, me too, fam. Um, I was asked somebody shared a like a meme on Facebook that because I was asking if people ever shared them. She wrote back with a really great one, and it made me really happy. If people ever shared what? Like, just encouraging quotes or stuff. Oh, yeah. I was just asking. Um, no, I get those in my inbox a lot. A what lot. What was the one she said, though? Because she was like, I've only ever shared one, and it was this. And I was like, well, now I know. Like, yeah. you kill- killed it with the one. So, good yes. job. Ready? So, she says, people ask me, why are you single? You're attractive, intelligent, and creative. My reply is, I'm overqualified. <laughs> and I'm like, Good it's job. true. You won. You won it's, Facebook. <laughs> it's true. No, it, it is. I mean, it's really a matter of like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm just a little overqualified for the people that are around me right now. <laughs> He's out there, Wesley. Good. We're not sharing him. There's not one for the both of us. That's good. I couldn't. We're we're sharing a podcast. <laughs> we'll draw the line there. <laughs> like, like we share we share a lot. No men, please. Uh, I don't think he could handle it. Maybe it'd be really. No. Hold on. Let's make an argument for like reverse polygamy. <laughs> Pretty sure it's still polygamy. Oh well, you know we'll call it reverse polygamy because that sounds like more fun. So here's an argument for that, though. You and I are so different that, like, if he wanted to go out and, like, have a great social time and blah, blah, and just, like, Sounds be like the life of the party. terrible idea. Then, like, he could hang out with me and he's like, just want a nice night in relaxing. Uh, he could hang out with you. And, like, I guess he could have the best of both worlds. And you would never have to do any of the, like, crazy dumb things I do. And I could 
continue doing those crazy dumb things and be like, I really want to just go to sleep and like not hang out with people so you guys can hang out. <laughs> and like, I'm just gonna. Maybe we should just get cat. a puppy. This. We have cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is that why people have pets? I think so. Oh my god. <laughs> Wesley, you're opening up my world right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're, it's really not It's not that big of a deal So that's my argument for polygamy Is like I totally understand How people would want to have different kinds of partners Isn't that why you have other friends Some partners you want to watch Netflix with And some people you want to chill with Gotcha That was the dumbest analogy <laughs> I have come up with like Brilliant analogies at work this week And that was the worst one oh. I'm glad that I that's not what I said <laughs> in public. I'm in public in a week with this pot. It's fine. So yeah, so people, moral of the story is maybe not polygamy. Maybe it's not for you. The other moral of the story is... Oh, no. No, but the other big... This is my big moral of the story is like, quit asking people about their babies. And I'm talking yeah. to... I'm preaching to the choir over here. Got my preacher's license. <laughs> oh, good. You're the choir, clearly. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and I'm just like... I have been in church like, choirs before, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, Katie, you gotta stop asking people about their babies and what they're doing with them and what they want to... Like, yeah. are, you, are you making one? Like, why would I ever need to know that about a friend? Yeah. Or a family member? I don't want to. Because I don't want to be home one night, being by myself and just being like, what about my friends are up to probably making babies because I asked them about it and now I know too much. <laughs> That's my fear. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah, that'd be awkward. Other morals of the story include, but are not limited to, war is not great. Let's not do that unless we yeah. really have to. I don't know what constitutes have to war. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have that answer. Um... Um, uh, other morals of the story, uh, also are included and not limited to, uh, you know, don't drink and drive. Don't drink that much. Maybe don't drink if you are unable to handle that. Don't be Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this movie. He is a terrible example. Other morals of the story, uh, PTSD sucks. Yeah. Be sensitive to it. Um, also... Don't be a jerk. And also, totally understand when people are like, you know what? I've waited on you for a really long time. You're really screwing me over so I get to exit your life. Because it's going to be best for uh, me in the long run. Don't get mad about that because they're doing what's best for them. You should be happy and proud of them. Other morals (laughs) of the story are... I don't know. I'm out of morals. I'm out of morals. I don't know about any other morals. The movie was meh. Don't. Don't watch this movie. Don't. Don't buy a fake identity and move to Canada. Don't do that. Don't buy a fake identity and move to Mexico. Nope. Uh, you can't run from your problems. Nope. You cannot run from your problems. Especially if your problem is the U.S. military. Joseph Gordon-Levitt will always reel you back in. <laughs> this is the worst. I was like, well, kind of. You're like, well, I guess that kind of happened. <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh, this is Stop Loss. That's about all I have to say about that movie. It was meh. How many Channing Tatums are we giving this movie, Wesley? Well, he was definitely in it. All of his body was in this movie. We didn't get to True. see much. <laughs> I think 
we saw him more than I thought we would. Oh yeah, because he was in his underwear. <laughs> in the trunk he of was car. super drunk and like that's totally unattractive. Which is fine, he doesn't need to be hot all the time. <laughs> He's not a piece of meat, Wesley. <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir. Uh, a choir! Um, <laughs> maybe two. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a... a I mean, he did... A, his performance was good. Like, he did a yeah. good job. Yes, yeah, I would agree. super enjoyable? No. No, I would not watch this again. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone else. I would say that... Um, I would give it about one and a half Tatums. The half is for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Maybe it's like, well, maybe it's like, maybe I'm going to split it up into thirds. (laughs) Like, Ryan Felipe gets uh, half a Tatum and... Channing gets half a Tatum, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets half a Tatum, and so we're at one and a half Tatums. That's really where it's, like, landing, where I'm like, well, they did, like, they did a fine job. The yeah. acting wasn't an issue. It, yeah, I wasn't like we were distracted no. by how bad the acting no, was. No, like, the story was rough, and the script was just okay. It had a couple little lines where I was like, boy, that was really nice. Like, I'm glad that you threw that in there, and that sounded good and you did a nice job mm-hmm. like creating like the line about the box <coughs> that you put the things in yeah. that you don't want to deal with there was line too that movie I just thought was funny but I don't remember what it was it was funny <laughs> it was something that I like there repeated back funny. to because I was like what <laughs> but like, I don't why did you say this I liked the uh the line about um when Channing was uh it was when he was breaking when his fiance was breaking up with him and he was, like, pointing to his badges. And he mm-hmm. was like, this is safe for me. And she was like, safe? Yeah. What do you mean safe? And I was like, yes, thank you for addressing this in this yeah. way. She was like, I, no, like, that can't be safe. And he was like, I, I have a future here. And she just, like, stood there and shook her head quietly and was like, uh-uh. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like, I was your future. Like, we had a future. Yeah. That didn't need to be your future. Like, you chose that over me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I liked that moment. Those are the two moments that I thought were really good. Outside of that, they both had to do a Channing Tatum, I guess. So that's <laughs> nice. He cried a little. Yeah. Still one and a half. I'm not going to bump that up at yeah. all. He did also then beat up one of his best friends in a cemetery. In a so cemetery. Minus like, points for that. the grave digger. That's not his official job title, obviously. <laughs> the tender. The, the, man, the man who was filling in yeah. the, the grave of JGL's grave was just like standing around with a shovel, <laughs> like, watching all this go down. It was like, do I stop them? Do I just keep filling this hole? Do I go get help? Do I try to talk it out? Do I just hit one with a shovel <laughs> so that somebody passes out and like they'll be okay now? Like, what do yeah. I? I'm sure that's what he was thinking. They didn't really give him. <laughs> Any lines for me to know? No, they did not. <laughs> but I have to assume that a man with a shovel out, which is trying to do his job, and then suddenly there's a fight breaking out nearby, would probably be like, well, now what? Let's consider all these options. Dear grave digger self. <laughs> What's a weird moment? There were a lot of moments where we were just like, why would you do that? Why are you beating up your best friend in cemetery? Yeah. Why did you think it was a good idea to throw a beer bottle at a jewelry store window when you're on probation? Uh, Those things. Like, why are you drinking and driving right now? Why are you drinking? That was the other thing. Was like, you know, your friend's an alcoholic. Why you let? Why? Why are you taking him out drinking? Yeah. Like, why are you inviting him? (laughs) Like, you can't sit with us. (laughs) 
is what should be going on. There was a lot happening in this movie. It was messy. This movie was messy. Which I think was kind of the point. Yeah. But but it was MTV and they really just botched it. It wasn't great. No. No. Not great. I'm um, sure there are much better war movies than this. Saving Private Ryan. But to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of war movies about, well, at all, but especially about the Iraq War. Oh, yeah. I never watched, like, Zero Dark Thirty or any of those. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should. Maybe we should have a -a war-a-thon. That sounds dark. I don't think I want to do that, but we'll see what happens. Um, Do we have anything else to cover? Is there anything else we get to announce? I don't think so. Cool. Well, uh, for everybody listening, I'll I could I'm gonna push my new podcast. Okay. My new podcast called Columbus Cares is out. Yeah. Now, at the time of you listening, it is out. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, it's called Columbus Cares with Travis Kendall and Katie Thomas. Nice. And uh, it's a podcast where we interview. Uh, organizers of nonprofits in Columbus, and we share their stories, and we answer the question, "Why do you care?" Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, we talk to like founders or people who are currently running organizations that have been around for a long time, and um, we really wanted to dig into not just like what is this organization doing, but who are the people behind mm-hmm. it that are running it, and how did that get started, and where does their passion come from, and yeah. what is needed right now to continue their projects and, like, keep their legacy going. So, you can look us up at Columbus Cares. We are on Facebook and iTunes at Columbus Cares. Nice. So take a listen. Um, you can also uh, check out the Lady Pod Squad mm-hmm. on the internet using hashtag Lady Pod Squad. There's uh, hundreds of hot, tasty pods. I assume hundreds. I'm just taking there's a good lots. guess. There's lots. There's lots. There's tons. Any kind lots. of genre you can think of, there's probably a lady pod about it. There's a pod run by a lady, and they are part of our squad. Taylor Swift runs it on the down low. We're joining the Illuminati. <laughs> really excited about it. We have auditions next week. Um, <laughs> check out the hashtag lady pod squad. Uh, if you're listening to the Hamilcast, which I know we mentioned before, it is mm-hmm. Lintoberfest, yeah. and so for the entire month of October, Lin-Manuel Miranda is on the podcast. Nice. Um, so check that one out specifically, and also check out Amanda's picture show, A Go-Go. The Baby Driver episode is still up, and Baby Driver just recently came out on DVD, I think. Or it's off for digital download. Uh, it's been released recently. You, you are able it. to legally access Baby Driver now on the internet, so like, go check that out. Um, you that. can check out my uh, commentary on that. Um, nice. Yeah, that's what we got. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Cool. You can join us next week when we watch something else to talk about something different. Until then, I'm Katie. I'm Wesley. And this is Viewing Party. Party. Bye. Don't don't hate us now for that episode. (laughs) Please keep listening. It's not our fault it's in the Tatumverse. (laughs) No, it's really not our fault that was in the Tatumverse at all. The end. Uh.